Ferguson, they put you through the mill into injury time, almost lost the cup, and you win it. The new European champions, the treble, the dream come true for you. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Football, by the hell. Hello everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast Football Bloody Hell. So far in the first three episodes we have covered the World Cup, but now the World Cup's over, France are the champions. Now the real fun begins. Premier League starts and we are here to talk today about Fantasy Premier League. You can find all episodes of it, of this podcast on my Twitter handle fpl_prashant fpl underscore P-R-A-S-H-A-N-T. So, let's start. Today, with us, we have Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hello. So, Andrea, Um, how have you been? (laughs) I'm good, yeah. Another day, another pod. Yeah, uh, the last one was fun, right? Yeah. It was, it was. Uh, Can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Um, my name is uh, Andrea. I'm uh, one of the FPL managers, as well as the uh, famous Croatian who um, who gave a nice little chat to you during <laughs> the last pod. Um, what I'm doing at the moment, um, so I'm still a student, and um, in my spare time, I spend too much time tinkering about my team uh, FPL (laughs) okay okay Uh, so Andrea how did you come into FPL like what's your experience in the game your past experiences history all those things so I started FPL only just last season Um, and it was because uh, on Facebook we have a group um, for our institute where I work uh, for all the PhD students there. And one of them uh, posted um, the, the league code on there so, saying that it's the last day and the deadline is just in a couple of hours. And I ignored it because I had no idea what it really means. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, my boyfriend was chatting with his work colleagues about setting up an FPL league um, at their uh, office. <laughs> and And it was just, so funny because it it just happened at the same time and we were on holiday and we were getting ready to go out to dinner and he was just constantly spending time on his phone trying to get his team in order and I was like what are you doing and then he's like oh it's fantasy premier league I was like what is that and (laughs) I, I to be honest I didn't really follow much of premier league then um but then it seemed really interesting what he was doing. So with only 30 minutes before the deadline, I decided to make my first team. And um, I decided to join our work league. And um, I was really surprised because um, I set up a team which scored 90 points in that first game week. Um <laughs> Yeah, and the highest was 128. So I was quite proud of my achievement, as well as I I nailed the captain for that week and 
all, all my defense kept the clean sheet. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I think it's beginner's wow. luck. Um, yeah, so half the season in, I joined Twitter FPL community, and you know, I started getting the the grasps of the whole thing, how it works, the value of differentials, planning ahead, always captaining Salah. Um, yes. And, you know, step by step, FPL took over my life and I started creating all these spreadsheets and planning all the time. Started chasing in my work mini league where I was 10th for the majority of the season, actually. So then I got up, I was third, but then a few games left in the season and I just decided I wanted to win it. And I did. And spreadsheet, spreadsheet helped. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's my experience and my history. And what about you? Uh, I started playing FPL a few years back. It was, I think, the first season of David Moyes. And then I didn't know much. I was like you, a noob. But you got 90 points, I got like some 40, 50 points, I guess. <laughs> We're still good. Yeah, and you will not believe the players I selected. Like, the players I liked. I selected Michael Carrick. I selected <laughs> something like that. Like, I thought in midfield, you have you need to have a holding midfielder, a winger, <laughs> one more winger. Yeah, yeah that, I, I chose N'Golo Kante. So, <laughs> <laughs> so those were the times. Uh, only last season, I started playing it seriously. Like, I finished the whole season. Before that, I didn't finish any of the seasons I started. And then I got bored and then it just got over. Yeah, yeah. And last season, then uh, just like you, I joined the Twitter community, I think, around December or January of this year. And then it has been really fun. Yeah, I think, I think Twitter community kind of takes over your life a bit as well. <laughs> okay. I know the first things I do in the morning is I check what's new on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Same here. Like every day something new comes up and this this being the transfer season, new player prices, preseason debates, everything pops up in the morning. I know. And when when they were announcing Mitrovic just the other day, I was like I was just like refreshing my Twitter feed all the time because I was really interested in his price. I I, I, you know, I had Austin in my team and I tried to get rid of him, but I didn't really have a decent substitute. <laughs> and um, and I was really disappointed with 6.5 price tag, to be honest. Um, so I decided to downgrade Ederson and uh, upgrade Austin to Arnautovic. I think that was a better shout. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So uh, what were some of your high and low points in the season? Do you remember them? Um, I do actually. Um, so I don't. Do I want to start with low points? I guess I want to start with low points. Um, <laughs> okay. I think the main point. Let's start from the beginning. I think I, I was I was trusting Lukaku for far too long as my captain, um, and I think it was at least like ten weeks or something. I was just constantly captaining Lukaku, thinking. He'll he'll deliver. He'll deliver. He's good. You know, he'll deliver. I, I don't want to sell him because I know he can do it. And every time I would do it, he would just be shit and shit. And I sold Firmino. I, you know, I was like, I'll keep Lukaku. But it, it was just not, you know, it took me too long to realize that I need to captain Salah all the time. Um, also, both of my wild cards were quite huge misses. 
I played them either too early or because, you know, for all the wrong reasons, because I was bored with my team, blah, blah, uh, you know, noob stuff. Um, also, I, I didn't really invest too much in the defense. Like the first, um, the, the my first draft, I had Vertonghen, Bertrand, Bay, and Baines uh, on my team. So not really, you know, names that, jump out and Daniels on the bench um, I was lucky enough that all of them kept the clean sheet um, but I think from then on you know from the for the first few weeks after that I don't know Spurs defense started to being quite poor they conceded some goals and you know no clean sheets for Ventongan he really frustrated me so I got rid of him and and then I you know I my I always tend to invest most in in my midfield because that's where all the points come from um, okay so i kind of ignore the defense but that's that's not the mistake i want to do this season and also another low point was not cap- captaining Aubameyang in game week 37 when he scored oh. 23 points um and i captained sterling instead who scored three points three measly points so that's my low points. Um, do you want me to you talk have... about my high points or do you want to talk about your low, low points first? Okay, if you're talking about low points, let's talk about low points first. Yeah. For me, that, it was one of those game weeks when you remember the Stoke City game where Salah was the substitute and he came on and he scored? A yes, the Stoke game. Yeah. <laughs> that game, such was my uh, bad luck that I had benched, I think, Ben Davies or something, and then he gave a couple of assists in the Everton game. He was a, he was the first player on my bench, oh. and someone was my captain. I don't remember the captain, but Salah was the only player who got me 13 points, and then my total score for that week was, I think, 29. <laughs> <laughs> the game week rank was, I think, 4.5 million or, million or something. Oh. I, could... <laughs> I dropped so much that week. I guess I guess that just tells you, like you know, Salah is such a big, important player in the team that coming from the bench for with twenty minutes to go and he delivers more than your whole team. Exactly, like noob stuff. Didn't know that. Know yeah. it now. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Learn and, mistakes. And then one more thing: game week thirty-seven. Oh God, I will never forget that. This <laughs> Caesar's fucker. I captained him. Uh, triple captain him, sorry. Triple captain him. In- oh. <laughs> yes, six points. And he had to face Brighton and Huddersfield at home. Oh, come on, Man City. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think to be honest, I, I think Jesus is, is quite overrated. And I, I still don't understand why is, his, why is he priced at 10.5 million. I will never really understand that. I mean, Firmino is 9.5, so I think that's quite a no-brainer, at least for me. Um, Do you still have any low points, or do we want to start talking about high points now? Please, enough of this negativity. Please, positive. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess the high point was my the good start, right? 90 points. I think that was quite good. Yeah. High point was certainly my free hit, which was a hit, um, not a miss, um, where I scored 118 points. Mm. Um, Also, my triple captain delivered 
ish. I mean, better than yours. Um, Anything is bench... better than my triple captain. <laughs> yeah. My bench boost delivered. Um, also, if you remember two uh, Kane's two back-to-back hat tricks. Yes. Um, you know, I don't. I'm I'm not a Kane lover, so I never go with Kane and during those two back-to-back hat-tricks I actually had a really good cover which delivered the same or maybe just a couple of points fewer um, which kept me in the game and I didn't fall behind which which was quite great (laughs) Um, so yeah I think those are the high points of my season the the cover we are talking about the guy that you guys sold to Barca right Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For my for me, high points were I think the free hits, I I didn't know the rule exactly what it meant, so I played it quite early and I got a decent eighty points or eighty points out of it. It was a good one. Yeah. And then one more, yeah. That game, uh Tottenham versus uh Liverpool game at Anfield. No one captained Salah, like very few people. I was one of the people I believed in Salah and he gave me I think 30 points something that was amazing. Wow. Three bonus, two goals, everything you can ask for. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, we'll move on? Yeah. So, uh, Andrea, what are your targets for this season? Like anything you want to avoid, some mistakes, something you want to achieve in the overall rank or something like that? Yeah, I guess I want to... Uh, avoid playing my wildcard too early and without planning or just because I'm bored. Um, (laughs) I would like to outscore myself from last season. So I finished top 50k and I'd like to do a bit better than that this season. I think I will definitely plan more. Uh, I will also invest a bit more in my defense and you will not like this, but I will not really trust Man United attack this much as I did last season. You will face this, uh, Sanchez wrath now. Come and on, he's... Sanchez is a troll. Oh, come on. <laughs> and anything else? I think that's it. I, at least for, at the top of my head now. Okay, okay, fair enough. What about you? For me, I think the mistakes I would like to avoid is biggest mistake I made last season is the number of hits which I took. Yeah, that's a good one. I agree. So, Andrea, I would like you to guess the number of hits which I took last season. Okay. Um, do you do you mean the number of hits or points you took? <laughs> uh, points. Okay. Fifty-ish. It is more than double of that. One zero eight points I lost because of hits. Oh my god! Wow. In the first half of the season, I was this. You know. It's this thing called as rage transfer, where I play yeah. performing, fuck off, I'll I'll get someone else. And then almost every other week, I used to take minus four, minus eight. Didn't think that it will, you know, matter so much in the end. Oh, that sounds bad. Yes. So I would like to reduce the number of hits drastically and plan, yeah. plan from the beginning itself, like make your team for the first two, three weeks where you don't have to make any transfers, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Spreadsheets, spreadsheets. Yes, spreadsheets. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> it does take a bit of your time as well, but I, I think it's useful. Yes, it is actually. So, 
Andrea, with the uh, now this FPL season is a bit different, isn't it? Like with the World Cup just got finished, and then a lot of players are unavailable for the first few weeks. What's your say on that? Um, I think. I mean, I, I think it, it's just quite clear that you need to avoid quite a few players and, you know, be be quite realistic of what to expect. Mm -hmm. I think what we can expect is um, depleted Tottenham team, depleted City team even. Yes. Um, I mean... I'm I'm not saying that's a bad thing or anything, but you know, you you, you never know what you can expect really. Um so I mean there there is a lot of players that will probably miss game week one and potentially even game week two. I mean some of them are coming back, um or came back this week. Um, but then again they only they will only have like a week um of, of tra training before they join. Uh, before they can really uh, start playing uh, in the game week one. So I think quite a few of them might sit that one out. Okay, uh, so uh, should we go position-wise defenders, midfielders or attackers that we should avoid? Um, yeah, I, I have a few actually. Um, okay. So, I mean, I don't know how much we should talk about goalkeepers, but I think there are a few that might not, you know, which are not really safe, like... I think Courtois is one of them, not only because Belgium came all the way to the semi-final, but also because of his situation at Chelsea. We don't really know where he's going to end up before the beginning of the season. Yes. Uh, so, so, that, so that's a goalkeeping problem for Chelsea. And then we don't know. I think the same thing with Pickford as well. Exactly. Will, will, he, will he join Chelsea? Will he stay at Everton? Um, and also, when will he come back? I don't really follow Everton, so I don't really know if he came back yet. <laughs> um, and also, Arsenal keepers, I would avoid those. Um, because in pre-season, I think I've seen every single one of them play starting the different game. Um, and I, un unless, you know, you're an Arsenal fan and you really know what's going to happen. But I think to this point, probably with the new manager and everything... Nobody can really know if it's going to be Leno or if Czech is going to get the nod or, you know, yeah. whoever, Ospina. Um, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think players old are good enough, like Kotova, the Real Madrid link, then Pickford might not play the first week, as you said. Yeah, I think in the keeper, we have those three to avoid for now. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, what about Schmeichel? I've seen actually today he I've seen today he started the the game for Leicester. Um so he might be in contention. I think if if he gets transferred to Chelsea, he's a no-brainer as a 5 million. Oh, of course. Goalkeeper. Yes, then I think the cheapest way to get into Chelsea defense would be the Schmeichel entry. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um so what about defenders? I have a few here. Yeah. Um and you can you can add some if I missed anyone. Sure. Um okay, so City, Stones and Walker. Um to be honest, I'm not really sure about Mendy. People seem to think he'll be nailed on, but he did get to the World Cup final with France and he hasn't touched the ball for like two years. Yes. And 
Um, and he, I don't did did he even start any of the preseason games? I'm not really sure. No. And six million. And honestly, I would I would really take a step back for a while. And they are playing Arsenal, and I think Arsenal have really good attack at the moment. Um, so maybe not the best option for now. But it's best to see how the season unfolds, of course. Um, and then I guess Tottenham, as I said, is going to be very depleted. So there's Vertonghen, Rose, Trippier. We still don't know what's going to happen with Alderweireld. Um, so those are all just to avoid completely. Um, as for Liverpool, um, Trent uh, Alexander-Arnold is back. But I think he will be rotated with Nathaniel Klein. So I, I think he, I, I would avoid for now, even though he is a no-brainer with his price and he his attacking asset as well. Um, and Lovren as well. He, he won't be back uh, for at least a couple of weeks. Um, did I miss anyone? I, I only went for the top six, to be honest. Also, I think Arsenal um, defenders might get rotated quite heavily. I heard somewhere that um, Emery loves rotating his defenders. <laughs> uh, I think you covered all of them. I think one or two, one or two like Otamendi. I'm not sure if he's back yet. Oh yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, and I, I haven't. I, yeah. I think Harry Maguire, same thing. Situation will he come to United? Will he not come to United? Oh yeah, that's true. I think his price tag is a bit hefty. <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of people like around 20-30% of the teams have Kiri and Trippier. Like, how? Why are you doing that? He won't play the first week for sure. Oh, yeah, I agree. I've, I've seen all these really highly owned players who, who won't be back. Like, who, who is... Does anyone follow football anymore? <laughs> like, Kane, for example. Like, um, De Bruyne. Trippier, Maguire. I mean, they all have over 20% ownership. Yes. Okay, mentioning Kevin De Bruyne, let's talk about midfielders. Yes. Um, okay, so he's probably the first one, the one that's nailed in the city midfield. Everyone wants him. He's a bit expensive, but I guess he does deliver. Then Sterling, with that ridiculous price tag, oh, he... 11 million. I mean, are they serious? To be honest, I'm not really sure he can really replicate the same season as last year. But I might be wrong. I just don't think he's worth 11 million. And then Deli Ali, uh, Lingard, yeah. Son. I think Son should be avoided for now because of the Asian games. Anything to add? Um, I Yes, I, uh, I think that's it. That's a uh, big players from the top six teams, right? Uh, if you want a filler, don't take N'Golo Kante. He won't play, I think. Yeah, that that's where I that's where I, I don't think many people. Re- oh yeah, actually, many people have him in their team. Yes, fifteen point nine percent. That's ridiculous. If you want a five million filler? Just put another player who's going to play. Put it from a cheap cheap team or something. Why go for Kante? I know, I agree. <laughs> And uh, for Sterling, I think FPL has priced him out for us, like they did for Sanchez last season. Same thing with Sterling. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. No, it's, it's too too much, too much. Um, but you know, I will see if people if if he really starts banging. You know, people will start making space for him in their teams. Yes. Um, 
and I might be one of them because I had him for the majority of my time last season. Yes. Um, yeah, and the forwards. I think the main one jumping out here is Harry Kane with his currently ridiculous 33.7% ownership. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. Good for us. Let them have uh, let them have Harry Kane. We'll get ahead of them. Yeah, but also, I mean, it, 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 it's not just World Cup hangover. It's also August and, you know, it's best to avoid until September. Um, or in my case, until forever. Um, <laughs> I, I just find him overpriced, just like some people find Salah overpriced. That's that's how it is. Well, um, no. Also, because it's a forward, he's a forward, right? So he doesn't really bring in so much, so many points as a midfielder. Um, and, you know, I think Salah can match him in the number of, of goals scored. And, I, you know, here I have my cover. <laughs> yes, but I think Harry Kane has shown one thing that Salah hasn't till now is the consistency, consistency in the Premier League. Like That's true. That is true. But I, I would call this the first proper season for Salah in the Premier League. I mean, this previous season. And he was very good at Roma. So we, we just, you know... I, I think that he can do it again. And, I mean, that's why he has 50% ownership because there are 50% of FPL managers who do believe he might yes. uh, return those figures. Talking about Mo Salah, one very big point till now was Mo Salah or no Salah. What's it for you? I think that's just not up for a debate it's Mo Salah definitely <laughs> exactly I even I've been very curious to know about like why people are not taking Mo Salah and then telling my team is so balanced see I am taking Aguero I'm taking Obama and all those things you know what I haven't and I am yet to see a team that doesn't have Salah and that is good or well balanced I have not seen any of the teams that do that like people have um you know, they, they put their Sanchez and Hazard. Okay. And that's already nearly the same price that, okay, it's a bit cheaper than, you know, Salah and Mane or Salah and Sane or something. But to be honest, I think Salah and Sane or Salah and Mane, Salah and Eriksen, they can, I think they can outscore both Hazard and Sanchez together. And it's going to be worth that extra million or two. Um, I mean, okay. It can happen that Salah doesn't reproduce this season. It can happen that he is a one-season wonder. You know, okay, I'm going to put my Liverpool bias aside and I'm going to talk like any other FPL manager. And anything can happen. Um, and if, if he does flop, we will not really be behind anyone, right? Because we still have balance in our team. We still have good players who will score points. Yes. And... Um, and I, I don't see uh, a risk in taking him into our teams. And, you know, there might... Okay, the risk is that he might blank. But if he does blank, oh, well, you know, you take him out and you spread the fund. But what if he goes and scores a brace against West Ham? You know, it, it can happen. I don't see why it wouldn't be. People think, oh, West Ham are great. But are they really? We we haven't really, you know... the played these friendlies in preseason, but can you really say much from that? Look at Everton. They lost every single one of their 
preseason games, and I'm thinking of proper games, not against school kids. <laughs> um, so I, I think, yeah, definitely Mo Salah. Don't, it, it's very risky to go without him. If, if, he's, if he does score a brace, you don't have him. You're behind already, you know, like millions and millions of people. I don't think you want to start chasing that early in the season. I agree with you completely on this, Andrea. And one more thing I think is, of all the 50% people, I think I think all of them are going to captain Musala in the first game week. Yes. So, if you, if you don't have him, you are like 100% behind. Like, uh, he gives you double the points and then if he scores or he scores a hat-trick or something like that, you're done. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And that that's going to be very dangerous. And, you know, Liverpool have a few very good fixtures at the beginning I think until game week five or six when they're playing Spurs and everyone will be captain Salah in those and that's four or five weeks of people getting behind with Salah's goals or people desperately taking hits so early losing points even more to try and accommodate Salah into their teams or you will waste your wild card already at game week two or three. Yes. So I I think to, for me it's just not debatable. To me is is Mo Salah definitely. But I agree. I mean I I understand there are people who don't want him and <laughs> you know fair fair enough for them. But I just don't personally agree with that. No, I, I, I was just wondering if you have anything to add to that. Uh, no, no, I nothing to add. I think you covered that point very nicely. There's no, it's no-brainer. You have to take Mo Salah. Let's see how it ha- how it goes in the Premier League. Yeah, I agree. So, Andrea, you have you would have reached uh, to some uh, some kind of final draft of your team, like where where there are like eight or nine players nailed on, and then. Yes. I think I did. I, I think I'm more or less ready to go now. So, yeah. uh, would you like to talk about your team? Like, how you restructured the team, everything? Yeah, okay. And and then you have to talk about your yeah, team. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, I went for a cheap, um, for a cheap goalkeeper, so I can have some funds available elsewhere. Um, I, 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 you know, on Twitter, I see quite a lot of good articles, which which outlined some really important things. Um, and there was a thread which I read uh, yesterday or a couple of days ago, which which uh, compared different positions and, you know, different um, kind of price brackets of, of different players. And it doesn't really change much of your team, whether you have expensive or cheap um goalkeeper so i went for the cheaper one because you know they will get um they'll get save points whereas you know maybe expensive ones will just get clean sheets not so many save points but um so so it is a bit of a risk but i i went with uh patricio in this case and your second keeper um i went for the bournemouth second keeper borut boruk i don't know what's his name um um so yeah, I just went for an enabler. Um, I I invested a bit more in my defense. Um, so the the I I kind of prefer two formations in my team. So I either prefer three five two, 
or four four two. Those are my preferred uh, formations. I I love to go heavy on my midfield. Um, but in this case, I wanted since I wanted three premium midfielders. Um, I decided to go for with four four two formation then. So of the premium defenders, I have Robertson and Bai. Um, I think, at least from what all of you Man United fans say and think, is that he will be nailed on from early days. He should be. Um, so and he looked really good against Liverpool. I I was I really admire that. Um, I think Patrick Van Aanholt is a great differential, and I am really surprised only five percent of the teams have him in. Um, and um, and I went for a Burnley defender. Uh, I think he might, you know, they might get rotated with Europa League and everything, but I still trust that they will be relatively safe. Um, and uh, my three premium midfielders are Eriksen, Salah and Mane. Um, and I went for two cheapos, which are MacArthur and uh, Kearney or Kearney, whatever his name is. <laughs> and... Um, and I went with Aubameyang and Arnautovic up front. That's that's how it currently looks like. And I think I'm going to keep it this way. And what about you? For me, uh, if you start with the goalkeeping department, well, I have started with the De Gea. Like, I don't know. I, I, he's literally the first name on my team sheet every year. I just love him so much that I can't play without him. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. <laughs> like, like you... You always take Sane and uh, either uh, either sorry you take Mane or either Bobby, right? Like because you like them so much. Yes. The same thing yeah. same goes for me with Dea. I just can't play without him. Uh, I agree. Then I have Boruch, Boruch the same one as you. Yeah. And then uh, premium midfielders for me, as we speak now, I have Robertson, no brainer. Yes, uh, assist king in the Liverpool side. Oh yeah. I think he will be really good. So he scored 111 points in half of the season he played uh, last year. I think that's quite impressive. If he gets the whole season for himself, he, I mean, he will probably match Kane with the number of points collected during the season. And, you know, I mean, he probably won't, but it, it kind of sounds great when you put it that way. Yes, I think... Uh... Liverpool are more solidified right now, so he might get more clean sheet points as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Agreed. So, after Robertson, I have my favourite defender of FPL of all time, Aspilicueta, in my team. Like, okay. he gave me so many points last season. I was, I am like in depth with him. Like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> And then I have, as you said, Van Aanholt for now. He looked very good in the preseason. He looked very good at the end of last season. I have to have him in yes. my team. Uh, then yeah. I had an option of going uh, with Burnley player, but then I didn't have cash, so I went with Cedric. Cedric, okay. Cedric plays as a right ba- right wing back in the new system of I think Hughes and Southampton have a decent uh, group of fixtures, opening fixtures. Let's hope he does well. <laughs> yes, I had him in the beginning of last season. He just gave me one or two clean sheets, but let's hope for the best right now. And then the last filler I have is Van Bisaka, that four million, uh, right? Oh yeah, I have him as well. I just didn't mention him. Yeah, he's my bench for that. Yeah, but he starts actually, so it's good. 
Oh, so that's great. It's actually quite good for rotation. Yes. Then, then midfield starts with Mo Salah, of course. Then uh, yeah. I have Sanchez. You might not like him, but in the recent preseason games, he has been really, really good. Looks so fresh. Like after he's getting a vacation after four years. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I find him a bit of a troll, as I said. But you know, it's people's preference, so I won't, you know, go and debate that. <laughs> I had Sane before him, but Sane didn't start any of the preseason games. So I thought, okay can't take a risk with 9.5 million players so go for one who is who will definitely start what do you think of ericsson now that was a big a headache for me i could have gone with ericsson but there is no ali there is no kane so who will convert his chances yeah he's going to be at the heart of things if spurs do anything good well you can look at it the other way he can actually score his own goals without anyone claiming them <laughs> yes there won't be anyone to claim those goals, but <laughs> I, I think he will be on pens also, penalties also, but I'm not sure with Ericsson. If Kane was there and Ali was there, I would have taken him for sure. But now, I'm not sure if Laurenti is good enough to finish those chances. I think Kane will be back, to be honest. I just have that. He's a type of guy, you know, that he will just go straight back in and do it. You know, he forced that his way after that injury towards the end of last season, and he never really looked as good as he usually does. Um, so I, I can see him trying to get there early, even though it's still August. So I wouldn't really still bank on him. <laughs> then uh, I have Pedro in my team. Here I was a bit in a dilemma because if I should, if I can take Pedro or Richarlison or Jota, all three are of the same price tag. Yeah. But I went with Pedro because I think Seri uh, will be playing attacking football like he did in Napoli, and Villian is not sure whether he'll stay at Chelsea or not. So for now, I have Pedro, and here uh, I think uh, my midfield weekends. I have just Stephens and one more four point five filler. Two 4.5 fillers, actually. Okay. And in the attack, I have Aubameyang. Uh, City's defense is missing altogether, so I think Auba will profit from that. I agree. I actually agree with that. I do. And uh, I, I have Zaha. Uh, now, I was torn apart between Zaha and Arnatovic, but I took Zaha because of his preseason form and his uh, fixture list. And the third striker for me is Joshua King. Good fixture list. Yeah. Good preseason form. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Good team. Yes. Uh, and Andrea, one of our fans, one of one of our fans of the podcast, my friend is Asha. He's from Boston. Uh, he has he has a few questions for us. Okay. So he's very confused if he should go for Ederson or DDG. And then, like, how to manage those funds? And if he has DDG now, but he wants to take Ederson and take another 4.5 keeper, is that a good option? Um, I think it is a good option. I, I, I think if he wants to have... So, with Ederson, he will save 0.5 million. And he wouldn't really lose that much points-wise. Um, I think... Well, I guess it all depends how City you know, how well they do this season. Um, the thing is, Eric, uh, sorry, Ederson didn't have much uh, work to do last season. 
so he only had like 50 something saves 58 saves which is not many save points right yes. they did have 16 clean sheets which is maybe one more than Liverpool so it's again you know not that much as you would think like City defense is not the best defense in the Premier League um, but I still think he is worth um, having in the um, it, it's, he's worth having in your team um, if you want to save uh, 0.5 million and as for a 4.5 million keeper I think Fabianski is a good shout yeah not not the first game week <laughs> But then, if you have Ederson and Fabianski, the first game week might be quite tough. Yes, worst for possible combination for the first game week. Yeah. He had another question, like, uh, most of us have Arnatovic or Zaha. I went with Zaha, you went with Arnatovic. Yeah. And he's asking, like, yeah. should he do that? Or uh, because the city midfielders are not nailed, should he go with the two-striker policy of Aoba and, Aoba and Aguero? So... To be honest, I know everyone says you need to have city coverage and I am just not very keen on city coverage. It might punish me, but I am going to risk it um, because they just get rotated so much and Jesus is back and we always expected that there will be a rotation here. Um, however, looking at Arnautovic's first fixture, which is against Liverpool, and Liverpool strengthened their defense now. And, you know, I, I do believe that uh, they will try a bit harder to defend and be a bit better this season. <laughs> um, so, Arnie might find it a bit harder to find the back of the net in that game. He still might do it. I'm not saying he w- wouldn't. Um, but, you know, it, there is, there is a, a risk that he might not really have much to do um, in that game. Um, as for Zaha, I am worried about his um, his current status at the Palace. He wants to leave, but his price tag is a bit hefty and we don't really know how happy he will be. I think he looked really good um, in the preseason. So I would probably, I would m- myself go for uh, Zaha in this case. Um I, I think that's a good shout. I would probably go with him if I didn't have three Palace players already in waiting. Uh, okay. And uh, he's asking uh, any midfielders who are listed as a striker or who might play the striker this time around, like last time we had Arnatovic. So you you mean, okay, players who are listed as midfielders now but play as strikers. Yes. Okay. Well, I think you can count all the wingers, right? Sterling. Salah, Mane, um, I, I think they can ease Sane, Mares maybe, depending what role he will have uh, at City. Um, I think they can all be thought as forwards, actually. Um, they are listed in all other fantasy games as forwards. <laughs> okay, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, well, in the World Cup fantasy and... In the I, I played Champions League fantasy as well. You are a fantasy queen, aren't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so we look forward to the community shield as well, right? We can get a clearer picture of the City and Chelsea lineups. Yes, I think that's the only reason why I'm looking forward to it. I don't really 
care about City or Chelsea, to be honest. I just want to know who will play and who will be like the main actors in that game. Yes. So I think uh, that's it from us now. Yeah. So, uh, fellas, that's it for us today. Uh, we would like to wish you all the best for the upcoming season. Many more football and FPL podcasts to come with. Uh, watch this space. Uh, and if you haven't listened to the third episode of the pod yet, I think you should. Uh, in that pod, <laughs> Andrea talks about uh, Croatia. Uh, she's a Croatian fan herself, so she talks what it means to be a Croatian fan during the World Cup, what it meant for the country, what the future holds for the country and the football team, everything. You can find the link of that on my profile, Twitter handle profile. Uh, the Twitter handle is FPL underscore Prashant P-R-A-S-H-A-N-T um, so, so guys, this was Andrea. You can find her on Twitter. Your Twitter handle, Andrea? Uh, it's FPL Scientist. Wait. Yes. You can find out there all, all the tweets regarding fantasy football and, of course, Liverpool rants, everything there. Oh, me ranting all the time. That's... <laughs> so, bye, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye.